We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Listen to Budweiser's weekday sports beat anytime, anywhere by downloading the Sports Beat app for free at the Google Play or iTunes Store. Halfway through the five o'clock hour on this Thursday evening, along with Sean Styers, I'm Darren Pritchett, South Bend Cubs baseball tonight. 6.45, the Barnabies of Mishawaka and Granger pregame show. 7.05 first pitch, South Bend at Lansing. Let's talk some Notre Dame football recruiting. We welcome back to the program the publisher of irishbreakdown.com, Brian Driscoll. Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, as always. Greatly appreciate it. Well, let's start with a different type of recruiting, and that is the transfer portal recruiting that is taking place across the country. We've heard about the young man at Caleb Evans, the Tulsa corner in the transfer portal. He was supposedly on Notre Dame's campus yesterday. He is considering several schools, Notre Dame, Missouri, a big player. He's looking at Deion Sanders down at Jackson State. I guess at this point, Brian, can you add anything to the conversation about Evans being linked to Notre Dame? Maybe the bottom line is, do you see this possibly going the way of the Fighting Irish? I think they have a shot, absolutely. And honestly, I would have predicted them to get him had Texas not got involved. I think Texas getting involved kind of made it a little bit more challenging because he is from the Dallas area and it's a closer to home situation. His family is down there. And, and uh, so I, I think that kind of threw a little bit of a, a monkey into the wrench or a wrench. And I forget the expression, but it messed things up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but no, I think they're in it. He was on campus yesterday. He was also on campus today. It was part of a two day visit. So uh, from what I've been told, things have gone very well. Uh, he visited Texas earlier. I think the fact that he visited Texas and still made it to Notre Dame says a lot about his genuine interest. I think if it was a lock that he would go to Texas or Missouri, which are closer to home, I think he would have already made that decision. So I think Notre Dame has got a really good shot. They put their best foot forward here these last couple days, and essentially it's going to come down to, you know, do you want to do you want to go to a place that has really proven to have success developing those kind of corners when you consider what what Mike Mickens did with Nick Nick McLeod last year, what he did at Cincinnati with Ahmad Gardner, what he did at Bowling Green with Nick Johnson, and obviously what Marcus Freeman was able to do, or do you want to you know kind of take a chance on a first year staff that's closer to home? I mean, I think that's the tough decision, and I'm not saying one is better than the other. I mean, there's there's advantages to both, but that's really what it boils down to for a Caleb at this point. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, there's another guy whose name popped up this week, Kane Madden, the, the <laughs> grad transfer from Marshall, offensive lineman and, and interior offensive lineman. I know he had a, a visit to Florida State this week. Like, what are your thoughts on them going after him? What, do you, what What's your evaluation of this guy from Marshall? Yeah, this one I'm, I'm not in love with. You know, at first you, you see he's second-team All-American, according to Associated Press, and he's considered one of the top transfers. So you say, you know, hey, look, you're, you're potentially going to start a freshman. Some of your juniors haven't developed the way that, that you wanted them to, whether that's their fault or your fault or a little bit of both. So, yeah, it makes sense. You know, that's a position of, of uncertainty for Notre Dame. And then I pop in the film, and my opinion completely changed. I see a kid that's a really tough kid, a really – a fundamentally sound kid who who is going to be a sixth year senior this year. But I also see a kid who's short, uh, doesn't have the, the the greatest build in the world. He's a guy that uh, has some power in a phone booth, but at the same time can get knocked back. He's not a very athletic guy, in my opinion. And I see a guy that to me doesn't come to Notre Dame and and move the needle. And if anything, you know, all you're gaining in that instance, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I, I could be wrong, is experience. I don't see a guy that's got better size, better athleticism, better talent than the guys that are already on the roster. And, it, you know, my, my point is develop the kids you have. You know, take Andrew Gustava, take Quinn Carroll, take Tosh Baker, take, uh, you know, um, Rocco Spindler and coach those kids up. You know, don't stunt their development again, and then next year we're going into the Ohio State game wondering, you know, they've lost three starters again because this kid's going to be, you know, done because he's in the sixth year. Jarrett Patterson's probably gone after this year. Josh Lugg's gone after this year, and we're back in the same boat, and you didn't develop Andrew Kristoffic or, or Rocco Spindler because you were going with this kid. So that, that that's where I'm at on this one, guys. And and my, my thought is if, if he was really a needle mover for Notre Dame, I feel like he would have gone to the NFL – instead of looking at Notre Dame and Florida State as a sixth-year senior. So I just um, – that one – that one, you know, again, both of those opinions are formed off of what I've seen on film. And sure. so that one that one doesn't make as, as much sense to me for Notre Dame. Actually, I think it could maybe be more harmful down the road than it could be helpful. Brian, you posted a story about six hours ago at irishbreakdown.com, and the title of the article is Notre Dame Embarks on Program-Defining Month – of recruiting. I want people to check out this article and your thinking behind this at irisbreakdown.com. But how about just some general thoughts why you believe this is such an important month for Brian Kelly? It's a pretty bold headline. It <laughs> kinda, is. Kind of just came click to me. Like, come on. <laughs> here's where it is. I want everyone to click on my articles, but there is some good stuff in there. And here's what it boils down to, guys, right? Like Notre Dame has kind of been slowly chipping away at those top programs, right? I mean, you know, they've been competitive in a couple games with Clemson, beat Clemson once, haven't been competitive with others, you know, haven't been competitive with Bama. 
They've been competitive with Georgia. I mean, they've, they've been kind of slowly chipping away. In the last four years, Notre Dame has been able to establish a level of success on the field that they've never had really going back since the, the it, since 1993. I mean, that was the last time we saw Notre Dame have any kind of sustained three, four-year success like we've seen in recent years. So that's sort of changed the perception of Notre Dame, number one. Number two, I think there's a staff in place with 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 Mark, Mike Elston now as the recruiting coordinator, with Marcus Freeman as the defensive coordinator, with Mike Mickens, with Chris O'Leary, with Tommy Reese. There's some good young coaches that, to me, are changing the dynamic a little bit, especially on defense when it comes to can we or can we not recruit big-time players. And what you're seeing now is Notre Dame, and we've talked about this in the past, where the, the thing that often separates Notre Dame from other programs is the visit. It's being on campus. It's that Notre Dame is unique. Well, there's a there's a you look at the number of players that are on campus for Notre Dame in this upcoming month of June. There's a number one class out there to be had. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's how good the talent that is visiting Notre Dame this month is going to be. And I'm talking solely uncommitted players. And and these are mostly official visits. And the difference between an official visit and just the normal visits that tend to happen over the summer is these kids are saying, I got five places I can go. That's it. One of them is going to go to Notre Dame. And you look at them, and there's a lot of these kids, they're second or third four, if they don't lead four. There's an opportunity for Notre Dame to not just continue to chip away at those big-time programs, but if they have a big month of June, it's a chance for them to just take a giant sledgehammer and just take some swings at that wall that separates them between the other big-time programs. And to me, that's the opportunity that's in front of Notre Dame, and a lot of these kids have never been to campus. So there's the opportunity to have some really big momentum swings. And and I think it's just the, the staff, the recent success, all of that has put them in position to have a recruiting class like we've never seen Notre Dame have. And at the end of the day, that's what's needed to make up that final ground between themselves and those top programs. So are there some specific positions maybe or even players, whichever way you want to look at it, where, where you, you think Notre Dame needs to hit this month you know, to accomplish what you're talking about there? I think it's it's twofold, Sean. Number one is the specific position aspect of it, right, which you talked about. I think the part of it is you've got to really finish strong at linebacker. So that means you know, getting Jalen Snead and getting Junior Tui Alamaka in the class. It means finishing well in the offensive line, which means getting a Jake Taylor, be, being able to overcome and beat Oklahoma up to get Jake Taylor, which is going to be a challenge. You know, Get Carson Hinsman, get Billy Shrouth, get those guys on campus. You know, get Benjamin Morrison and Devin Moore, the two corners, to, to, to be able to, in, in your class. They need a safety. There's Xavier Nwankpa, who is a game-changing safety, in my opinion. Sherrod Colville is an outstanding safety. He's going to be on campus just the day after that Xavier Nwankpa leaves. Those are guys that you have to have. And then there's Anthony Lucas. To me, that, it, you know, you land Anthony Lucas, to me, that, is, that isn't a gap closer. That's a gap eraser. I mean, that is the kind of kid that if you look at, you add him to your depth chart that already has Gabriel Rubio and Riley Mills and Aiden Keanu Anna as, as guys that are going to be on, on the team, then, boy, you're talking about as good of an interior defensive line as anybody. And you've already got an outstanding defensive end class. So now you're looking at a front seven, if you pull that off with the two linebackers, that's as good as anybody in the country. Well, don't we always say that to, to have a great defense, you got to be great in the front seven? Well, Notre Dame's going to land as good of a front seven as anybody and some really athletic players. The only question mark that I have that's going to determine whether Notre Dame's a top five to seven class or whether a top two or three class is if the offense can pull their weight on this. And that's going to require them to get one of the top running backs that's on campus, whether it be Dallin Hayden or Nick Singleton or Gavin Salchuk, and then to close really well on the receivers. So you need to get Tobias Merriweather. You need to get C.J. Williams. And they don't have to get all those guys in the class by June, but June is your opportunity to put yourself in position to get them when it's all said and done in December. 
and that's the opportunity that Notre Dame has in front of it. There's not a position where there isn't a big difference maker visiting this summer, and that is something we have never seen at Notre Dame, and it's a part of the, the staff's success, but it's also a part of the fact that Notre Dame has had two playoff appearances in the last three years, two undefeated regular season in the last three years. Kids are seeing a different version of Notre Dame, and now that message of, hey, come here and you're the difference – says a lot it, it, it matters a lot more when you're 12 and one and 11 and two and 10 and two than it does when you're eight and five right sure. it's now believable that I can be the difference and that's why we're seeing a lot more success in my opinion we are talking Notre Dame football recruiting with the publisher of irishbreakdown.com Brian Driscoll Brian is there a name or two players that are going to be visiting Notre Dame over the next few days that you're really locked in on curious to see how the visits go Well, the next few days, it's going to mostly be juniors. And that's a strategy that Notre Dame has employed. So instead of a lot of schools are bringing in 2022 kids this weekend, Notre Dame has kind of chosen to only have visits the three weekends afterwards and then have some guys during the middle of the week. This is a big 2023 group. But when you look at 2022, that first weekend, that June 11th to 13th weekend, that could ultimately be the difference in this being an elite class. You've got Dallin Hayden on campus. You've got Tobias Merriweather on campus. You've got Anthony Lucas on campus, Junior Tua Alamaka, Devin Moore, Benjamin Morrison. And then there's an offensive lineman that, to me, could be the difference between this being a really good O-line class and an elite O-line class, and that's Jake Taylor. He's from Bishop Gorman. He's down to Alabama, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Oklahoma's the perceived leader right now, but something about that kid strikes me as he's the kind of kid that's going to be moved a lot more by Notre Dame than maybe some other kids. And if you can really make up some ground and ultimately get him in your class, that's going to be huge. And then, of course, Anthony Lucas is on campus that weekend as well, guys. And as I've I've been very bold in my statements about Anthony Lucas and what he can do for this Notre Dame program. That is a program-defining recruitment right there in a lot of ways. It doesn't break you if you don't get him, but it makes you if you do. And that's a big one for Mike for, for uh, Mike Elson and Marcus Freeman to be able to land. And they're, they're battling Texas, Alabama, Miami. They're battling some big-time programs, but I like where they're at right now. But that visit next weekend is going to and ultimately going to determine, in my opinion, whether or not they're going to eventually be able to get his signature. These guys aren't just visiting Notre Dame, of course. They're, they're going to other campuses as well. So, I mean, do, do you kind of have a feel for, like, do you expect, whether it's Notre Dame or anywhere else, do you expect a lot of commitments at the end of this month or because they waited so long to get on campus, might they you know, push their decision a little bit? Do you have any feel for that? I think it depends on the kid, but there's going to be a a number of commitments this month, in my opinion, because I believe there are several kids. You know, I've been hinting about silent commitments and things like that for a while, and I think some of those kids are going to be visiting in June, and this is what they were waiting for. They wanted to get on campus. They wanted to see how things go. So I have a number of players on commit watch for me for this this summer. You know, we talked about that 11th to 13th. I have my own potentially junior to Alamaka. He's on commit watch for me. You know, Benjamin Moores, and if they can have a great visit with him, he'd be on commit watch. Jalen Sneed visits from the 14th to the 16th, which is a Monday to Wednesday visit. You know, a big visit from him could knock things out. So there's a couple offensive linemen that, to me, if with if the visits go well, could end up being in the class. So I think there's going to be a lot of movement in the class this month, Sean. And I think there's some there will be a kid or two that maybe they expect to commit that doesn't, and that's going to shake up your board a little bit. But that's part of what makes this month so impactful is if you can close, it allows you to then start focusing on. So like, let's say they're going to take 24 kids. They're at 13 now. If you're able to get six or seven commitments, 
that gets you up to 19, 20 kids. Now your pool of players you're going after is much smaller, which means you have more resources to commit to a smaller number of players. And that's the kind of thing that can then say you're second or third for a kid that can help you then close over another program who maybe only has nine or 10 kids committed. And so that's a big part of it too, is those commitments that you do get. And I do think they'll get at least five commitments in the month of June. If you're able to finish with those kids, now all of a sudden, you can be much better positioned to put more of your resources to a smaller number of players, which then could maybe help you pull off a couple upsets. And those upsets are the kind, those tend to be the kids that ultimately can make or break a class from, from being a, a top three type of class is what I mean by make or break. I'm going to fail English class by putting together the ultimate run-on sentence, but I'm going to jam a bunch of things into one sentence. <laughs> Why do a silent commitment if you're a kid? What are the advantages? And I'm just wondering, does it hurt any other players across the country, or does everybody know but the fans that player A has silently committed to this school? So the reason that you do it in most instances is you want to save your spot. You think you know where you're going to go, but there's some things that need to happen. So, for example, a kid may say, hey, coach, I want to come. But they say, hey, look, uh, you haven't passed to admissions yet. This is unique to Notre Dame. So until you pass to admissions, we, we can't accept your commitment publicly. But he has told you that he's going to commit to your school. So you kind of look at that and say, OK, well, that spot is filled. Uh, then there's the type of solid commitment that we're seeing with a lot of these kids that are visiting Notre Dame, which is, hey, coach, I want to come, but I've never been to campus. I want to I've never met you face to face. I want to make sure that we have that connection. So I think that's why you're seeing more silent commitments for Notre Dame this year than we normally see is because of that right there. A lot of these kids because a dead what people have to understand about a dead period is there's no contact. You can't meet them at their school. They can't come to your school. You can't meet face-to-face. So for some of these kids that have silently committed to Notre Dame, you're in a situation where they've never physically met their position coach or their recruiting coordinator or the head coach. And, and I think that rightfully some of these kids want to make sure that that connection is there before they make that public commitment because a lot of these kids don't want to have to decommit from somewhere. So I think that's what makes it unique. And then the other kids are, hey, I want to commit, but I want to take more visits. That kid is different because that kid, Notre Dame, will not treat like a committed player. If a kid's going to take visits to other schools, uh, you're going to look at that kid and say, yeah, okay, you're wanted to commit. That just means we're your leader. We're not reserving that spot. We're not going to drop other players. We're not going to stop recruiting other players because you silently committed when you're still going to Bama, you're still going to Ohio State, you're still going to Clemson. So there's really, to me, those are the primary, the three reasons why you're going to see silent commits. And I don't think it hurts other players because if a kid takes a spot, the coaches will then let that kid know, hey, look, we've moved on from you, that kind of thing, or you know, we're full or, or whatever the case may be. So I don't, I don't think it necessarily hurts them because kids will then be told by the Notre Dame coaches that, that they're not they're not there's not a spot for them anymore brian we were in a dead period for so long what what's what's the calendar look like now going forward gosh i honestly it, i'm still trying to figure that out you know like i'm still trying to figure <laughs> out like okay. what the changes are like seriously like you know so like before it's it's in order to be a transfer to play right away you had to you had to make your decision by by may by i think it was like may 1st and then they moved it back to like july 1st it's the calendar's been way way messed up so honestly I, like yeah. i'm right now i'm trying to figure out is july going to be a dead period or quiet period i'm still trying to find the answer to that you know uh the difference okay. is is dead period means no contact quiet period means you can have unofficial contact you know there's there's more re- ways to get a kid on campus so I'm honestly still trying to figure that one out, to be completely honest with you. Brian, let's wrap things up. Let our listeners know what's happening right now at irishbreakdown.com. 
Well, we've got a lot going on. Obviously, we have our football previews coming up. So we did our quarterback preview yesterday. I'm going to have a preview of Jack Cohn specifically tomorrow, and I'll preview the rest of the players. So we're going to have a combination of position previews and then individual previews. And then, of course, we have a lot of recruiting coming up. Uh, we'll have our Friday mailbag tomorrow, so our live podcast at 1 o'clock where it is all about people an- as- an- asking, and then we answer their questions. And so far, no one's asked a question that I haven't been able to answer yet, but uh, I probably <laughs> feel like I shouldn't have thrown that uh, that challenge out there. <laughs> <laughs> challenge accepted. If you get something from George, it might be from Sean and I, just trying yeah. to see yeah. if we can be the ones to you stump guys you. Still so, you guys create a burner account and come try to stump me. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Good. I dare you. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, okay. He is Brian Driscoll, the publisher of Irish Breakdown. His thoughts on what's happening right now with Notre Dame football recruiting. Brian, thank you as always for your knowledge and your time. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Thanks for having me on. That's Brian Driscoll, the publisher of irishbreakdown.com. It is 5.50. The My 5 is next on WSBT. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.